You're listening to Fire Trainers Podcast, Season 4, Episode 14, published on December 6, 2022. This episode, we'll be talking to Matthew Marister about some gift ideas for the holiday season. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. And for this week, sit back, relax, and listen to this week's guest. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Fire Trainers Association. Visit the website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and the competitive pricing. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. All certified instructors are welcome to apply for membership. This episode is also brought to you by KSG Holsters. They are professional-grade Kydex handcrafted here in the United States of America. They are available for a large variety of firearms. They are purpose-built one-by-one for comfort and concealability. All KSG Holsters are Enigma-compatible. There are a lot of customization options, so you can order the holster that fits your needs exactly. Remember, KSG Holsters. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, Every firearm instructor in America dedicates time and energy in making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Matthew Marister from ConcealedCarry.com. Welcome, Math- Matthew, and thanks for taking your time to share with uh, share your opinions with our audience. Hey, man, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for uh, for allowing me to come on and talk with you, dude. Yeah, it's been it's been a while since you've been on. But for those listeners who might not know who Matthew Marister is, can you give us just a little bit of your background? Yeah, so uh, I'm right now. I work for uh, ConcealedCarry.com still, um, and I produce the podcast over there, Conceal Carry Podcast, and uh, I do the writing and editing. And uh, yeah, if you're uh, an instructor and looking to join the uh, Concealed Carry uh, Instructor Network, I also manage that. So um, you can you know, email us and, and we, we go through a little vetting process and get you on there and, and, and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, so I, and I instruct, I, you know, I used to be a, a, a cop out in California for, for a while. And uh, I was a Marine, Marine before that uh, infantry. And yeah, so now I live out in Ohio uh, with my wife and my daughter, and I love it out here back to Ohio. The great state of Ohio. Yeah, I was born in <laughs> Cleveland, but I'm in Columbus, a couple hours away from you. So, uh, yeah, close by, and we get to see each other not not often enough, but uh, quite often we taught some classes together and stuff. So, a couple yeah, times a always, year. Well, that's yeah, always good. Always fun yeah. to to see you and your family, and and uh, yeah, I'm just glad to be here with you and and chat about this. It's a fun topic that's you know, uh, not super serious. We don't, we don't have to, you know, uh, draw lines in the sand and start talking about 45 versus nine millimeter. We can just talk about some fun stuff for, for Christmas. Uh, we go with, we go with the 30 super carry all the way. <laughs> all right. Okay. No, nobody go along and email me about their opinions about that. It was a joke. Okay. I stay out of the caliber wars. Well, Hey, today's topic is going along talking about Maybe some Christmas ideas, presents for instructors. And came up with this idea because I know as an instructor, uh, my wife, family, different people are always asking, you know, what could you use? And I got to sit back and think about it sometimes. And then I go along and say, okay, you know, I can use, you know, some dummy ammo. And then all of a sudden, you know, they I get it for Christmas. And then I see somebody else has something that got really, really cool. And it's like, why didn't I think about that? So that's kind of what today's episode's about is to go along and talk about some of the mundane things that maybe some people 
I hadn't thought about, but then also too some of the things that can make your class uh, and your student education experience better all the way around. Yeah. So Matthew, what's uh, one of the first things on your mind from uh, right. that being a good instructor gift? I'm going to start off with something like really low dollar, cheap, and uh, something that helps me tremendously. Um, it, there's uh, these. I don't know if you if it happens to you guys, but I am constantly losing my hearing protection on the range. So I'll either have it on my head or I'll put it on the on a, on a table or, you know, I'll put it on a barrel or something like that. Right. And then I'm running around crazy looking for my my hearing protection. Uh, Ready Up Gear has these little belt clips and it clips onto your belt. It has a little magnet on there and it holds your hearing protection um really, really well clips in there. And I'm talking about like uh, muff style uh, hearing protection. And since, <laughs> since I've gotten that, you know, all the, all the guys that have uh, helped me out on the range, I've always, I always uh, get an extra one and give them one um, because it is invaluable. So that's my little, you know, they're, I don't know how much they are, maybe 10 bucks or something around $10, low, low value uh, item, but you could buy a couple, uh, have one for, you know, uh, assistant instructors or whatever. And uh, you won't be running around like me looking for your, your hearing protection or have it on your head or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's handy because uh, you get talking to the students and you put down your hearing protection and then uh, you walk up the line. And then we usually go along and say, okay, our shooter's ready. And it's like, hold wait on the instructor's not ready yet. We're, we're, you know, we're my eyes and ears. So yep, yep. good suggestion. Here's, here's my first one. And I kind of like it. And I call it the aging eye syndrome, but a good flashlight, mm -hmm. a good flashlight that will allow you to go along, and read things, uh, and the not bright sunlight at times, uh, because I have problems at times when, it, when there's little shadows and I can't really see things uh, properly. So it doesn't have to be pitch dark, but I pull out a flashlight and the, uh, one, one I use is from ready up gear and it, it's the spark, um, flashlight. Very, uh, very nice and does cast a very good uh, beam of light from that, uh, that perspective. And I carry it in my pocket all the time because uh, I can whip it out if, if I need to find something or if something, the shadows just aren't right, I can always illuminate it and make sure I know what goes on. And in my current state, it also is the handy dandy toy to keep your grandkids busy because they love taking flashlights and shining them all over the place for Thanksgiving. We spent about 10 minutes in the garage with the lights out and all they did was shine lights on the wall and all over the place. You talk about an easy thing to keep the kids busy with right there. Yeah. And if you have flashlights and kids, you need rechargeable batteries, right? So get like some yep. 16, 340, you know, uh, rechargeables or something. Cause they'll burn through those. I don't know how many times like my daughter's burned through all my light, you know, all my batteries and stuff. But, uh, speaking of eyes, man, like I'm, I'm 47, I'm going to be 48 here coming up. And, uh, I'm, I'm in the bifocal category now, like for the past few years. And, uh, my, my, my prescription's changing. And so it might be, you know, if you haven't been the eye doctor, you have, I don't know, but uh, your prescription changes. So I know uh, Tactical RX and SSP Eyewear have um, decent, like re really good um, uh, eye pro for that. You know, you can, you could get a bifocal lens and, um, and actually be able to read stuff 
and see distance and see your sights or, you know, see the dot and, and, and it, it targeted distance and stuff like that. So um, that might be something to consider. And, you know, while you're at it, throw in a couple extra like generic, uh, decent uh, hearing or uh, eye protection for, you know, students or instructors that show up and, you know, don't have a set or something breaks or they mis misplace it or something like that. So, uh, I, but I've ha I have several pairs of SSPI wear, uh, shooting glasses and, and I, I think they're great. So that might be a, a pretty decent Christmas present. I know I'd, I'd appreciate it. One of the things that you, uh, kind of overlooked on that or didn't mention is they also have the cheater lenses built into them right, uh, right off. You can order oh, that's them right. anywhere from a, a, 1.25 up to i think two magnification on them and for me being on the range and i'm got a clipboard that i'm writing down evaluation notes on i'm you know, scoring them whatever i'm doing and i'm always trying to write down that little bit of cheater on the bottom part of the lens works out extremely well to be able to look down and not have to sit there and stare at a number i can just look down see it write it look back up you know write it down. I'm not staring at it, squinting, doing those types of things, which can make a long down the range even longer. So good suggestion there. Good. Well, you know, one of the things that I think every instructor should have, um, and if they've already got one, they probably need more are cert pistols and cert pistols, uh, are great. Not only from the instructor standpoint that you can go along and have a completely inert training, uh, gun in your classroom and show people proper trigger press proper sight alignment all those types of things that we want to make sure they've got things nailed down before they hit the range but you can also go go along and have students do exercises with a multiple in the classroom and that's where having multiple cert pistols come in handy and what i'll do sometimes i'll have a bunch of small targets on the wall and every student can go along and you know well six students not a you know if we got more than that we have to do it in, in uh, sets but they can go along and practice that pointing at the wall in the classroom and i know without a doubt that the surf pistols aren't going to go bang that they're able to go along practice that trigger squeeze get the proper sight alignment and the students have that confidence to be able to go along build it up before they get a real live firearm on the range and they and they have to take their uh, first shots so very very good tool from that standpoint and if you got one you probably need another one to say the least for it so i'm i've got you know like i said about a half dozen so far that i use in class for various reasons yeah, and they're they're not cheap, but like as far as training, I guess gear goes, uh, I've been extremely impressed with the durability of of the cert. I mean, I don't know how long. I'm sure you've had yours for years, but like I have this the battery. You know, it doesn't burn out. They you don't drop it on the ground, and you know the laser, you know, stops working. It, it, they're just very durable, and uh, I I think it's awesome. And it, one of the things about you having a cert pistol or multiple is it if you got let's say a subscription to LASRX, um, you could set that up, it, which is LASR. If you're not familiar, uh, if you go to laserapp.com, um, it's a shot recording software. We use it uh, in the shooter ready challenge with all kinds of dry fire stuff, but. Um, you could set that up in, in a in a classroom type thing. Work on something with maybe a, a you know somebody who's never held a gun before, or you know is coming in with really you know says hey I you know the only gun I shot was a shotgun I shot it once and it freaked me out and I never want to shoot a gun again. You, you know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to be so scared of you know shooting a handgun because of their experience. And so if you could get that in their hand, 
and start working on some basics, um, you know, being able to see where that impacts and give them some confidence. Um, you know, obviously it's, it's not live fire. There's no reciprocating slide or anything, but, um, you're working on the, those building up a little bit of confidence. And, uh, so when they get out on the range, you know, they're, they're uh, they have some frame of reference and, uh, you know, you, you, you've worked out some, some of the little kinks maybe. Mm-hmm. And one thing with the cert too, you were talking about how durable they are. Um, I must be a little bit tougher on them than uh, you are, Matthew, because I've sent a few of them back for repair. Mm-hmm. And I do have to say they've got a flat repair price for it. I think it's 39 or $49 for the gun and they fix whatever the problem is and send it right back to you. Um, but they also have uh, compact models. They've got the Glock, the MMP, as well as the, uh, three, uh, six, 320 models that are all available. So depending upon what your preference is or what your students you want to get them used to doing, they've got all different types, uh, doing a cert. And they also have the mini red, red dot sites too, that come in handy to teach students how to use those appropriately. And when you team them up with some software like the LASR software, either classic or the X, uh, it, they can, do quite a bit of work without ever going out in the cold weather like we are having here in Ohio and without ever leaving the classroom. They can see where their shots are going. You as an instructor can see that they are pushing a shot and causing the barrel to dip down, anticipating it, the barrel tipping up, all these different kinds of uh, exercises that you can help to diagnose before they ever shoot the live rounds for it and give them, give them confidence on what they're doing. Definitely. What do you got next, Matthew? All right. So um, what about now? This is sort of just uh, kind of something for you setting up, setting something aside for you. But I would I would ask for or set aside some money uh, to, to attend a training course. Now, I know a lot of instructors uh, include you know, uh, a certain amount of hours of training, um, under other instructors per year, that's kind of, you know, um, but, um, it's a good time at Christmas to either ask for that, you know, or set it aside as a, as a kind of a budgetary thing. And, uh, you know, you set aside 250, 300 bucks or whatever it is, uh, to use throughout the year and, and pick a course and go to, uh, go to get some training from another instructor. And I think that that is, will, you know, uh, is something that we have to do as instructors. Um, we, you know, we owe it to ourselves to, to, uh, you know, continue to be, um, learners. And, uh, I, I think that that's, uh, something that we should, um, you know, not a, not a selfish, uh, gift to ask for by any means. Yeah, definitely going to help us and help our students too. And it's also one of the main reasons why, Every guest uh, in this season, uh, season four, we've been asking them to recommend training courses or an event that instructors should go and check out because maybe it's too far away to go to the NRA annual meeting or shot show or the USCCA show or other uh, type of shows out there. But maybe there's a smaller local one that you can go to and still get some good information from. And that's why we're asking all our guests this season about that that question because it's uh, important for us to stay up to date and uh, not only on the technology, but legally, as well as the adult learning theories. Uh, I think all of us who've been training for more than just a couple of years could probably look back on something we did on our first training class that we probably wouldn't do again uh, because we know better now. And at the same time, things that we knew were 
written in stone just, you know, 10 years ago, all of a sudden, you know, they've been questioned and there's been a better technique on how we go along and uh, use uh, defend ourselves along those lines. So there's a lot of things that change, even the things that we think are, you know, written in stone. They, uh, they have, they have a way of changing over time. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, well, something that, um, I, th I know we've talked about on this podcast before that would be a really good gift for any instructor is uh medical kit. Um, we've had, uh, Brian McLaughlin on from mountain Men medical before and looking at, you know, either an IFAC kit that you can keep in your range bag or potentially a range kit, you know, the, the Yellowstone or Sweetwater as uh, mountain Men medical calls them would be really good kits to go along and have. And the main reason behind it is it's not that we're going to go, go along. We expect people to get hurt at our class it's just the reality that if we're going to be outside if we're going to be around things that go bang that somebody's going to go along and uh, need medical attention at some point point. and as i've said before the instance of people actually getting shot on the range you know ricochets are are extremely 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 low you'd be better off probably buying a lottery ticket but on the flip side of it somebody getting a bee sting on an outdoor range somebody having a heart attack stroke um any of these kind of uh, instances can can happen as well as the more minor ones somebody gets slide bite i mean we've all seen that in our in our classes to where somebody you know okay here's how you grip it everything's good good okay first shot second shot oh why did you change your grip on the second shot? And all of a sudden, you've got to get the uh, Band-Aids out to fix something. And that's where having a good uh, stocked range kit comes in handy to where you pull it out. Here you go. Fix that up. No problem at all. And now you'll remember not to go along across your your uh, thumbs behind the slide on, on a gun. Yeah. yeah and and I, I mean, I, I second that completely. And, and I, I really think as instructors, we we must have a dedicated trauma kit right on on our person uh or within arm's reach wherever we are uh, on the range as an instructor and i i recommend to to you know everybody that goes to a range that they have their own own trauma kit now i know the range might have one and all this stuff but you know um we if we're gonna you know for me if i'm gonna you know, uh, recommend that to every, you know, every person who comes through the class, not that I even sell trauma kits, I'm just recommending it because I think it's, it's extremely important. Um, then I, I mean, I, why wouldn't I have one? You know what I mean? So like, I, I think it's super important that we have one, um, on the range and, you know, even if it's not you or somebody else, um, that gets injured or it's not you that gets injured. You may have to provide aid to somebody else. And, and we might be, I know a lot of people that shoot on public ranges and we all seen, you know, videos in, in the, the crazy stuff that people do. And you might have perfectly con perfect control over the line on your range. Everybody might be, be doing everything safe. Um, but who knows what is going on in the, in the range next door or, you know, the, the, the lane down, you know, if you're in an in, indoor range. And so, you know, crazy things happen. And sometimes they're completely out of our control. And so we need to be prepared to, to, to address all those, all those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to just uh, re uh, remind people, we talked about this in a previous podcast is make sure you do a good range safety briefing before you go live on a range. And the reason for it is, is to make sure that everybody's on the same page when it comes to what to do at a, on a medical emergency, because if everybody looks at you about, okay, what should we do? 
that could be a problem if you're the if you're the person to have the medical emergency for it. And at the same time, you're at different ranges. You need to know how to properly get emergency medical care to them appropriately um, for it. That might be sending somebody to the front gate or going along, guiding them, guiding a helicopter in, you know, to GPS coordinates, all depending upon where you're at. And there again, have a good range safety briefing. Tell students, make sure you and your assistant instructors all know how to do. And also go along and get trained on how to do some basic uh, first aid. I'm not saying you got to be able to do open heart surgery. Just know how to go along and you know take care of the uh, take care of the the important things such as airway, the uh, circulation, and um, and any type of you know broken bones. And but let the uh, doctors do the actual stitching up of those types of things. Yeah, and on you know as far as the training aspect of it, we're trainers. Uh, you know, this so a firearm trainers podcast. We're assuming that you know the same kind of uh, uh, drive that you know you want to be a instructor of firearms and things uh, that you would also you know want to have some sort of idea on uh, you know trauma, uh, basic trauma. Uh, you know, so. On Mount Mam Medical, there's an emergency trauma response course that's free, and there's a range medicine course that's two bucks. I mean, so if you're that's like a stocking stuffer, right? Like, so, um, yeah, there's no excuse for us not to have uh, at least mm-hmm. a basic understanding of how to treat, um, you know, basic trauma, how to, how to, uh, you know, stabilize a patient. Um, you know, we, if we're taking people on the range, we need to be able to take care of them. Yeah. That, that's and, my, that's my belief. Um, so what do you, what do you have next, Matthew? All right. This is another uh, low cost, but extremely important uh, item that I think every instructor should have uh, barrel blocks. If you're not familiar with barrel blocks uh, or, or what a barrel block is um, it's B A R E L B L O K not C K. And basically what it is, it's a device that you insert into uh, the barrel of your firearm and it renders the gun completely inert. Not only does it do that, but it it, it flags it so you can see and people can tell because it, it extends out the, the barrel, the muzzle end of the barrel, um, just, just slightly, you trim it. And so everybody can see that that gun is inert. And so whether, you know, you're doing stuff, uh, dry fire at home or dry fire in a classroom environment, or even on the range, when you're dealing with trying to teach maybe a complex, um, something complex that, you know, movement with the, with the firearm now, yeah, you can have everybody get online and unload and all that stuff. Um, but really, you know, if somebody goes to the bathroom, they come back, you don't know if that person you know, loaded a magazine, you sure you should be clearing them out when they come back and all that, but mistakes happen, things slip through the cracks. And, and uh, if, if you're going to do something where you know that guns are going to be unloaded, it makes sense to be able to also ensure that they're inert, they stay inert and that you can see that on the line. Just like when, you know, you say, you know, uh, finger outside the trigger, 
you can see that down the line and you, that one finger that's in the trigger, it stands out. So same thing with the, with the barrel block, you see all these uh, flag barrels, you know, that the guns are inert. And so you can do maybe some of these things that you wouldn't normally jump into right away with, with loaded guns or even unloaded guns that um, you're constantly, you know, having to, to confirm that they're clear. So barrel blocks, they come in different calibers um, that, you know, they also have rifle blocks and, 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 and whatnot, but um, tremendous tremendously good uh device that that i think um really expands your ability to do things with the firearm in a safe way i think one of the things to uh, keep in mind about barrel block is it is a very simple uh device when you look at it um barrel block and magazine um block on it but at the same time it doesn't take too long uh, if you don't know one yourself of actually going along and knowing that knowing that you go along and read stories about all of a sudden somebody shooting a tv in their house because they thought their gun was unloaded when they were doing dr a dry fire practice or any number of accidental uh negligent discharges for it. barrel block prevents that because if you take if you try to go along and install a standard magazine with the barrel block in it and ammunitions in it guess what you can't do it it block it blocks you from being able to do do those uh absent-minded type of things and those are all great things to go along do and i'll tag this along with the circ gun we were talking about before if you don't have enough circ guns for your whole class maybe maybe getting a bunch of uh, barrel blocks that would allow you to go along and have have them use their own guns in a safe uh, direction but you also have a visual uh, indicator to say hey these guns are inert at the time and they can point them at the wall and practice their uh, sight pictures as well as their trigger uh, pulls for it so Good yeah, one. And they're, they're, they're quickly, you can install them in seconds, take it out and say, you don't have to break the gun down. It's very simple. They're not expensive. And um, yeah, just like you said, I, I know everybody likes to think, well, I'm not, nothing's ever going to happen to me. I'm very, you know, safe and all this stuff. And um, I don't think that most people go into, you know, unintended discharges thinking, yeah, I'm going to be the guy that does that. Right. Like, so uh, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I, I pray that it doesn't happen, but um, redundancy in safety isn't isn't a bad thing definitely well one of the things uh, along those same lines uh that i like using my training courses are type 3 malfunction uh ammunition and again very simple uh, they are little plastic devices that kind of look like uh torpedoes um i guess you call them that and yeah. the nice thing about it is is i know when i first got in, into firearm training I was taught to type three malfunction by going along and taking a, a round and dropping it into the chamber, loading the magazine and then dropping the slide down on top of it so that it would be jammed in there. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is, is like, okay, your first shot, you've got to put the sights on target and squeeze the trigger. And then, you know, you've got to figure out how to handle the type three malfunction with type three malfunction device. The nice thing is you can load into the magazine, just like any other round, just like the dummy rounds that you go along, do the uh, slap uh, rack and roll. So with type three, go along, you know, you get the click, no, tr no trigger, uh, no boom coming out of the gun. And then they can go into go along doing it properly, but you can do these multiples in the same magazines. You can have multiple magazines and have different ones in there. And I was like, 
when the students come to my class and we're doing these, I always let them go home with their type three malfunction devices for a couple of reasons. One, it allows them to train for what we just went through in class. And for two, it reminds them to go and they've got to do some investing in these different types of devices so that they can practice it in the future because it's a plastic device and they will not last, you know, for decades. They will probably have to get new ones about every year or so if they're using it regularly. And that just is a kind of reminder for them. Yeah. yeah. We're in, and they're inexpensive. Again, these things are, are training devices that um, are, are not expensive, but, you know, and you might not use them all the time, but when you need to do something like that, you need to a specific, um, you know, something uh, like a like a dummy round or like a type three malfunction trainer, um, it they they come in handy and and you can't really teach them as well without it. So, mm-hmm. well, what's your next one, uh, Matthew? All right, I'm going to throw this one out for for the guys, uh, maybe for the for you know female instructors too. I've been married for 20 years, and this is what I've I've learned. Um, <laughs> you got to spend time with with your your family, your your spouse, right? And if you're an instructor, you you may um, travel. You might not spend a lot of time at home. You may be uh, spending a lot of time instructing, and that's not a bad thing. Um, but here's here's just a uh, a recommendation. I would say if you're going to ask your spouse for something, ask for them to spend uh, some time at the range with you um, and say, I want to, I want to go and just spend time at the range and do something fun with you. Um, good, good quality bonding time with the spouse. And um, you know, maybe that they, it, it, I, I think sometimes with, with our you know, profession or, or whatnot. Um, it might, there might be a disconnect between, you know, what we do on the range and then we come home and, and our spouse, they might not be very interested in firearms, um, or whatnot. Um, but to get, you know, include them in what you're doing outside of, outside of the house and you're in your work. I think that that's, uh, shows a, um, you know, that, that you want to connect with them in, in, in that way and, um, might be a, a, a fun, fun date. So that's, that's kind of a, a freebie there. And and take them out to dinner after you take them oh, to the range. Course. Okay, of course. So, <laughs> of course, so it's not not all about you too. So yeah, good 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 advice there because obviously we've got a spouse and they may or may not be, you know, tied to our, to our hip when it comes to our training business. What we're doing, I know I spend weekends away from uh, from my family from time to time, and it's nice to come back and you know tell them what went on, but also go along and listen to how things went while. I wasn't here and, and, uh, you know, take them out a little bit, spend some quality time with them, um, both on the range and such. So very, very good. Uh, I'll I'll tell you, here's one for you, Matthew, and I'm becoming more and more uh, fond of this in my um, older age. But this year, uh, I finally was able to get approved for a silencer, suppressor. There you go. And the one reason I say it's nice is for one, the boom of the pistol was not as loud. Now, obviously with a suppressor, I'm not going to be carrying that around, um, in my holster or, you know, as a, uh, you know, defensive, but at the same time, I appreciate not with the, my hearing, not going alone and having a loud boom all the time, having it be just a lot softer for it. And that helps out, um, all the way around. And I'm. Hearing's one of those things you don't. It doesn't get better as you get older. It gets worse, and if you're around loud noises, it gets worse real fast. So I've been very conscious of making sure I use hearing protection when I'm out hunting. Or this year, I've been able to use uh, suppressors 
for it. And even when I go to the pistol range, I, if I'm just, uh, practicing sighting trigger press i will use a suppressor on it obviously if i'm drawing from a holster and doing those types of drills i'm going to have to do it without the suppressor but it's uh it's definitely one of those things that's very nice to um have the option to use if you don't if you're not doing the holster work yeah and now uh i know silencer shop has a is an online um you know they have a like an online kiosk that you could use in store and in different uh in different shops have these in online kiosks that partner with silencer shop you could do it online and they walk you through it set up all the trusts and stuff and uh, it's much easier now i'm i'm not I think that the process itself, I think is ridiculous, but I'm saying <laughs> if we got to, we got to live in the process, right. Or we got to work with what we have right now. So um, given what we have is, is not great. Um, silencer shop and in, in, uh, the electronic uh, form system has made it a little bit easier. Um, still ridiculous, but yeah, I waited 14 months on paper yeah. forms. And that was just, you know, about a year and a half ago and during that time frame they come out the electronic forms and i've haven't purchased one since but i've been told that it's they're getting the approval and such they're down to about 90 days so if i come up with some spare money i might be getting another suppressor <laughs> might not nice. too depending upon you know uh how all that goes but it's uh definitely a more, much more appealing to go along and be able to say okay it only takes 90 days versus uh, uh you know a year plus right right well, here's one that uh, I think is important for people to think about, too, is having a good uh, belt. Uh, the EDC mm -hmm. foundation belt is uh, very good. In fact, uh, one of the things I do, I use the belt uh, when I go hunting, too, because it keeps, keeps everything together. Plus, it doesn't have a buckle or anything that's going to go along and make sounds, which is uh, extremely important when you're hunting deer in the Midwest <laughs> and everything. But it also works out very well uh, during the week for my other pants that I'm wearing to hold up a holster. It's, you know, rigid where it needs to be and software doesn't, doesn't need to be. And, uh, I wear, where my, I've got, I've got four of them now and I use them in, in all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I I've, I've evaluated done reviews on several different types of belts. You know, the, the ones that are solid throughout, you know, they're, they're very stiff ones that are, you know, thick leather belts with reinforcement and all kinds of stuff, um, ratcheting belts, all kinds of stuff. But I will, I'll, I'll say that the EDC belt, the, the foundation belt from EDC belt company is my favorite belt because it is just like you said, it is stiff where it needs to be, but it's not, it doesn't feel like you're wearing a hula hoop around your waist. It doesn't, it's, it's very comfortable. It bends. Um, and, but it, it offers enough support and, you know, it, it, it's still nylon. It looks like nylon, uh, like, like a nylon belt, but it's not super tactical. So, you know, it doesn't look like you're about to, you know, storm, you know, so <laughs> it, it, it's not a tactical look, right? Like, so, mm -hmm. um, you can wear it with, with jeans, even if you tucked in a shirt or something like that, um, you're not going to look like, you know, you're, 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 um, a tactical Tommy, so yeah, I, I love the belt and, uh, I think it's, it's priced well and it's, uh, a few different colors and yeah, I love the belt. Mm -hmm. Yep. That is uh, good. Uh, give me your last one, uh, Matthew. Mm -hmm. Let's do one last one. So we don't make this podcast too long. All right. Final one is, um, I recently did a review on console vault and these are in vehicle vaults, uh, 
that bolt to the to the vehicle. They're they're custom made for made uh, specific to the vehicle. They use the vehicle mounting bolts to mount the the to bolt the the safe to the vehicle inside, uh, like a center console. And there's no modifications necessary. So even if you leased a car, rented a car, whatever, and you know, obviously, your car is not the not a holster, right? We shouldn't be using a safe in the vehicle as your primary means of carrying the the gun. It should be on you when you're in the vehicle. But there are times that you might have to go into a school, or maybe you work in a non permissive environment and you drive to and fro or to to and from work, and you want to have a firearm. And certainly you could put, you could get a, a, a safe and tether it under the vehicle, under the seat or, or put it somewhere in, in the trunk. And uh, there's, there's different options, but these safes are, are really nice. I, I put one in my truck and I really like it. And even if you don't use it for a firearm, um, I know a lot of people that park their vehicles on the street and you could, you can put your, um, you know, your, your, um, garage door opener in there, other, you know, just things that you don't want to have stolen, but you want to leave in your vehicle. I know we don't have navigation things anymore. Uh, I know that was a thing, but um, yeah, you could put, you can put, you know, valuables, lock it up. It's out of sight. It doesn't, um, you know, people aren't going to know that it's there. And certainly somebody could break into it if they had enough time and enough desire, but we're looking at, you know, trying um, to, to, um, dissuade somebody and, and the people that are doing snatch and grabs just or smash and grabs, you know, they just smash a window, grab stuff, um, aren't going to spend the time to pry open the safe or try to defeat a lock system and all that. So I think I, I like them. It's from console vaults and um, yeah, I think it'd be a pretty cool, pretty cool gift. If you, if you got one. Yeah. I just uh, looked up on my, my car, my car is uh, three years old and they have my model in it. So I'm going to take a look at that because that is definitely, um, you know, very nice. If you've, if you ever have to leave your car out in, uh, you know, a public parking lot and I've, you know, taken some trips at airports where you're, you're leaving your car in a, in a, airport parking lot you don't know who's all going to be through there and such i mean we've all heard horror stories about people coming back from you know a week or two week uh, vacation all of a sudden find out their car had been busted into and during that time frame you know it rained and everything and the car is uh, definitely messed up besides just having a window broken and the stuff stolen out well here's my um last one and it goes out it goes to manis x and they've got a couple really cool products uh they've got their manis x10 uh for the pistol but they also have a new system called the blackbeard uh system which uh goes along and combines everything from the x10 into a ar type of uh, platform for it and the one thing that makes it really kind of fun if you take all these and include them into their manis uh, laser academy it allows you to go along and have a really simple training program that you can do in your house that is uh, self-recording or you can take it to the classroom with you too and use it with your uh, classroom also so it's a lot of lot of opportunity use you can use your normal pistol uh with a uh, laser firing cartridge in it or one of the cert pistols we were talking about but it's another one of those uh, really neat systems that allows you to get out get practice get the uh, trigger squeezes in there and be proficient in it so that on your worst day you've uh you've done the training to perform the best you can 
And if you haven't checked out Mantis in a while, the the technology or the you know the the differences between you know the first Mantis iterations and and what they have now are like completely night and day. The the abilities and the and the different things that the new X10 measures and all kinds of stuff is is wild. And so um, yeah, it's uh, yeah th- th- those things are incredible uh, as far as diagnostic tools for teaching or for um, even for for self diagnosing and stuff. So, and they've yeah. got shotgun, they've got rifle, they got pistol, and they oh, also and arrow. Have, and they also have yeah for archery yeah. too. So I mean, I've got some cool stuff. Well, hey, Matthew, uh, quick question that I alluded to before when we were talking, but do you have a an event that you think instructors should check out uh, when it comes to you know, staying informed on the industry, staying informed on training that you'd recommend to them. I'm going to do a shameless plug here, and I know everybody's going to roll their eyes, but the Guardian Conference in uh, September out in Oklahoma City um, is a fantastic opportunity for instructors to um, meet other instructors to train with a host of you know, top tier instructors, uh, get, you know, class blocks from, from many different instructors that they would normally have to take a full day course, um, and, and, you know, travel from place to place and, you, you know, four or five different instructors, uh, six instructors in a weekend of, of fantastic instruction. We're talking, you know, top notch instructor instruction, not just the live fire, but, uh, you know, uh, hand combatives, um, legal stuff, um, managing, you know, uh, unknown contacts and, and less lethal stuff, all kinds of stuff it is just, it's a, it's a fantastic event and it's not a, it's not a pretentious event. So if you're, if you're like me and you're kind of just like, Hey, I, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm, I'm a nobody, right? I just want to go and, and, uh, kind of, uh, have fun and I don't want to have to pound my chest and, and, uh, do that kind of stuff. It's it's a very cool event. Last year we had uh, husbands and wives come out together, uh, families, you know, uh, father and daughter, uh, and so it's it's just a it's a, it's a different type of environment, and it's a great training uh, event. And so, yeah, I, I I highly recommend it. So that's my shameless plug for a for a training event. Yep, and the one thing I would put on there too is a lot of the guests that we've had on the podcast. They are trainers at the Guardian Conference also. So it's not just, you know, different people that you've never heard about before or that um, you, you haven't listened to. If you've listened to this podcast, you've probably, I think I checked this year, I think there was only one or two that had not been on the podcast that we're teaching out there and um, always looking for new guests. And uh, I will be having many of those people on uh, in the next season. That's for sure. So. Matthew, appreciate your time. Where can people find out more about what you're doing and uh, training classes you might be offering? Yeah, if you uh, head over to concealedcarry.com, and actually, if you go to ohio.concealedcarry.com, you'll see class listings. And I just recommend people go over to concealedcarry.com where we write our, uh, where I write most, you know, most of my articles and, and all that. If you're in the Ohio, the Columbus area, uh, come and check me out. Uh, you can you can get a hold of me. I have a, a website. It's uh, mmarister.com. And if you're in Cincinnati, of course, you got to go see Rob Beckman. Um, and maybe we can all get together and, and you know go get some 
food and shoot or something like that. But, but yeah, I appreciate you having me on the, on the show again. I always enjoy uh, spending time with you and I appreciate uh, the listeners and, and, and the, the people that listen to this podcast, because it's, it's different than the concealed carry podcast. Um, it, you know, the people that, that generally listen to this podcast. So it, it's, uh, it's cool to be able to come out and, uh, on your podcast and kind of, uh, reach those guys too. And, and gals, mm-hmm. of course. Yep. And one thing I'll put out there, you know, we, we try to fit this podcast in a certain amount of time. I'm sure there's other people that are going along and saying, well, what about this? And what about that for different suggestions? And I would ask you on the Facebook page or on our website, go along and leave those comments so that other uh, users might think about, you know, if you've got a specific hearing protection you've got, or you've got a red dot site, or you've got uh, different, uh, you know, shoes or something along those lines that you didn't think we covered, um, share them out there. It's a community. And the only way we're going to make it better is by all of us sharing our expertise and our ideas about things. So Matthew, thank you for your time again and have a good day. Yeah. Thank you. And Merry Christmas. Same to you. That's a wrap for this episode. And I hope you found some ideas for gifts for yourself or for your friends. Do you have a topic you'd like us to talk about or someone you think we should interview? Email me at FTP at concealedcarry.com. Your thoughts on that, and I will see if I can work them into the program. You can also leave us comments on our Facebook page or on our website at farmtrainerpodcast.com. At our website, you can also listen to previous episodes or podcasts and leave comments on those also. I also want to ask you to leave a review on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us at. These ratings help other people find us and also see what you're saying about us. Visit our sponsors, especially the Farm Trainers Association, FTAProtect.com, and check out their instructor insurance. Establishing your business and getting certified were your first steps. Your next step should be getting FTA coverage. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off. We bring this podcast support in the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.